Pick Up Your Bible listeners, welcome to another episode in our Deep Dive Q&A Summer Series. A special welcome to our Canadian listeners. We've seen a recent jump in number of listeners in Canada, and we're so excited to have you here. Um, there's great news that the borders are going to open up in two weeks. That's so exciting. I've recorded an episode in Alaska, and hopefully I'll get to record one in Canada too. Till then, from the Pacific Northwest of the U.S., I come to you with our next question. Why is gathered community important? Why not just do church or sermons online? This conversation seems to be happening in a lot of circles these days. I remember in March of 2020, as everyone was panicking, Wondering what this COVID-19 situation was all about, many churches shut their physical doors for a temporary season as they figured out how to handle something that none of us alive today really faced before. And thank God for technology. Most churches figured out a way to reach their members over the internet. It was a beautiful use to the often ridiculed technological advancements. No doubt it was a big blessing to be able to have some semblance of coming together. Many of us were upheld by online worship music, sermons, Bible studies, etc. Even through the screen, the Holy Spirit ministered to the masses. It reminds me of the story of Elijah. In the midst of a fierce drought upon Israel, God came to Elijah and told him to go hide himself by the brook of Cherith. In the midst of the terrible drought upon the land, God provided for Elijah water to drink from the brook, and God commanded the ravens to bring him bread and meat. God used a stream and a crow to nourish Elijah in the drought, just like he was merciful to feed us, even through a screen during the pandemic. However, Elijah doesn't spend the rest of his life sipping water from the stream and looking to the ravens for his next meal. The brook ultimately dried up, and God called an end to the season of receiving from the stream and the ravens. God then sent him to feed a single mom and her son who were getting ready to have their last meal and die, and then to go on and raise this young man from the dead. You see, God's people are not meant to sit by the safety of the, the brook, or in our case, screens, waiting for the next sermon to feed us. Yes, he used it for a season, but ultimately, we must gather together in person again to love and care and encourage each other. In Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25, we read, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So I'm glad this question came to us because it gives me the opportunity to remind you as I do every week on this podcast to pick up your Bible and find wisdom and answers there. I'd like to suggest three points for our listeners to consider as they ponder this topic. The first point is, There is a biblical purpose to gather as a community of believers, not just a purpose, a mandate. I just read the verse that makes it clear that this is a mandate, but sometimes it helps to read the reason for the mandate as well. 
So let's turn our Bibles to Acts 2, verses 42 through 47, where we can read about why the first Christians gathered in person. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. What we see here is a beautiful example of what the church is meant to look like. People of one mind, gathering together, talking, sharing, teaching, eating, hearing, seeing, giving, working, worshiping, celebrating, praising, ministering, and spreading the gospel. It is to this kind of church that God added to their number daily. It was in this healthy and vibrant gathering of believers that he did saving and sanctifying work day by day. He means to do this under the watchful and responsible eyes of the pastors and elders of the church. Hebrews 13 verse 17 says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. How are our spiritual leaders able to know the condition of our souls and watch over us if we're not there in person? The Bible also reminds us that there's joy in gathering person to person, face to face. In Second John, John writes, Though I have much to write to you, I hope to come talk face to face so our joy may be complete. So this is the first point I want to bring up for your processing. According to the word of God, there is a divine purpose in gathering together. In my humble opinion, this is the sole point of understanding needed for the believers to gather in person. But because I love you, I'll give you two more. The second point is that God's soul-saving work happens in relationship. Consider the fact that Jesus came in the flesh, in a body that could be touched, felt, seen, heard, bruised, bleed, crucified, and resurrected. John 1 verse 14 reads, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus came in person and gathered with many so they could see his glory as from the Father. God did not accomplish his world-saving work from a distance. How easy it would have been if he could have saved the world through a touch screen. But no. He sent his one and only Son to die on a cross for the sin of the world, that those who believe in him may not perish but have everlasting life. You see, there's something that in-person relationships can accomplish 
that you just don't get online. Look at what God used the apostles to build after they walked and talked and ate with Christ. The Bible says in Acts 4 verse 13, The rulers and elders saw the boldness of Peter and John and recognized that they had been with Jesus. Let me share a personal story. Godwin and I shared the story on the podcast a few months ago of how we met. We were together for four years of college, and what we built in four years barely survived the trials of a one and a half year long distance relationship, like by the skin of our nails. A month before the wedding, we almost called the whole thing off. You see, not being together in person really affected our relationship. The truth is we as humans, we're not satisfied with less than in person for any other relationships in our lives. How many of us will be okay being married to someone we only get to be with on the screen? If our friend Joreen is told that he would only get to see his fiance who lives in India on the screen even once he's married to her, I doubt that's going to fly. You know he's going to move mountains to be next to her. Think of other relationships. Would we be willing to see our children on a screen and hear their voices on the phone alone? Could that ever replace a hug and a kiss from them? How many of us would settle for seeing our friends just once a year? Many of us would agree that there's definitely a difference between how our children learned online last year as opposed to in person the previous years. No, we're not content with the digitized version of any other form of relationship in our lives because we understand and experience that it's just not the same. So why would gathering as a church be any different? Finally, my third point. I've never met a person who has said that they're so glad that their kids are socializing online and texting their friends all day. Not one person has mentioned that social media or online interaction has improved their relationships with the people in their lives. We know these things. These conversations are part of our daily rhetoric. We know that meeting in person cannot be replaced with a screen. That's why underground churches in communists or other radical countries still meet at great risk to their lives. Nothing can replace it. No online sermon, no Hillsong music video, and no Zoom call can make up for the teaching, worshiping, and fellowship that happens in person next to each other. So I hope, dear listener, that if you've been on the fence about this issue, that what you heard today would cause you to seek his word for such a decision as this. Thank you for joining us this week on the podcast. Consider subscribing. Also follow our Instagram page at Pick Up Your Bible and give us feedback. I'm definitely still a newbie in the podcasting world and I'd love any kind and constructive feedback. So email me at Cynthia at PickUpYourBible.com And remember, you can send me questions for the Summer Deep Dive series at the same email address or DM me on the Instagram page. Until next time, God bless.